Hello, welcome to my fault. The Oshi Podcast is not popular. Episode 183. My name is Justin. And mine's Helen. And yes, once again, lots to talk about. We have to just get literally right onto it. And I guess the very first news item we have to talk about is well, I think we've kind of over the years noticed these trend of physical media um, kind of dwindling down because companies don't want to try to sell them or whatever what have you. And it's going to affect something like Best Buy, who does, who used to sell or is still currently selling home media, Blu-rays, DVDs. But at the in early 2024, they've announced that they are going to be ending Blu-ray disc sales, disc and DVD sales. Um, they were citing changing media consumption models because obviously, supposedly streaming is now the big thing. So um, sales will be listened to for this in the new, in the new year. Um, funny enough, though, and I guess that's just because of the nature of video games, that will still have a presence um, in Best Buys for who knows how long. Although I know, like, they've also tried to do digital with that, but I think that's a lot harder at this point in time than physical for, for, for video games, just because of just how much content is in a video game. So that probably won't happen anytime soon. At least I think it won't. But yeah, movies, TV shows, Best Buy will not be having any of that in their... Uh, actually, shockingly enough, not got in store, but also their online shop eaters. I think that's the one that's I think catching a lot of people off guard. Uh, and then moving on, we've got a bunch of depressing news this time around. Um, more depressing than Best Buy not selling DVDs and Blu-rays anymore. Um, the creator of The Vampire Dies in No Time, Itaru um, Bonoki. Uh, revealed on Twitter that following testing, he's been diagnosed with um, OLF, which is ossification of the ligamentum flavum, which is um, a ligament in the spinal column, which can lead to the narrowing of the spinal canal, which can lead to nerve damage. I think all of us have had drilled into us, you know, just how serious spinal injuries can be. So this is not yeah. great. He, he stated that he's had constant back pain for a few months and he's looking for surgery. But the procedure is kind of difficult just due to where it is on the body, which makes sense because, again, spines are important. You really want to be, you know, well-trained to make sure you're not going to accidentally cut the wrong thing and have it be irreversible, you know, just spitballing what the worst thing that could happen would be there is. Yeah. So, um, best wishes to him. Hope he's able to find a specialist and they are able to do something. It sounds like this is just kind of a chronic condition, so it's something he's probably going to have to live with. So, and yeah, remember, I guess we can just hope that it's not going to be debilitating. And remember, um, it wasn't stated before, but he he's had to take hiatuses uh, even a couple times earlier this year, even late last year, because I think we've talked That's about... probably why he was doing yeah. testing, trying to figure yep. out what's going on. <laughs> so, um, there's something that obviously has been going on for a good while now and I think it was time to reveal it I guess he felt it was time to reveal it because obviously it was affecting the work so mm -hmm. yeah I really hope that they can find a successful like they can find a way to have a successful surgery for this find a surgeon all that stuff because this is yes yeah, this is this is very very sad news on that front so we just hope that can find a way to get that healed up if possible yeah balancing the want and right of privacy versus you know remaining in the public's good graces. Since we all definitely make jokes about manga taking breaks every now and then for reasons like the latest Jujutsu Kaisen chapter or a new Idol Master game came out. Although um, most of the time I think when we're making those jokes it is because like the manga themselves has said, 
yeah, that last chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen was just so traumatizing. I'm taking a couple of weeks off. Whether so, that seriously so, something, or not. Something tells you you might be talking about this a little bit later. But yeah, we got, a, got other hiatuses to talk about. So one, Haku, Haruko Ichikawa's Land of Illustrious. It's going to be on hiatus till spring. Uh, there was no stated reason. But um, this is obviously the first time Land of Illustrious has gone on hiatus. They went on hiatus from December 2020 to June 2022. So it's nothing quite new. Although... There's no, again, no health reason, reason stated for this. No reason why. We just know that it's just going to hiatus until spring. Um, the Bubokawa Pop Team Epic manga is also going to hiatus um, for undisclosed time. Um, what is interesting about this one is that the announcement, not explained like further details on Twitter, this was on Twitter. So there was no like stated announcement of why it's going to hiatus, but it has a has hashtag Uchi. Redu and I, which is hash, uh, translated to not canceled. So I guess the only thing is, obviously, it's not canceled. It's just going on hiatus. But then um, also noted in the article, Okawa was explaining that they did have some sort of health. Uh, once this opens up, da, da, da. Uh, there was a... Yeah, it's a few hours after hiatus announcement. They, it was explained that um, he was not feeling well, but now it's like the normal. So was it a health scare? Who knows? But for now... No more pop team epic until he's ready to come back. Yeah, that hashtag makes me think that, of course, it would be the pop team epic creator fighting back against cancel culture. Um, but, um, <laughs> different reason there. Uh, voice actor Daisuke um, Hirakawa has gone on a bit of a hiatus since he apparently suddenly lost hearing in one ear, and so he is also seeking treatment, doctors trying to find a root cause etc etc and just focusing on that instead of trying to balance that and the job and i think anyone who's ever had to like schedule something more complicated than like a routine physical with the doctors knows that this just takes so much time out of your day you're just juggling so many phone calls schedules etc so totally do not blame him for wanting to take a hiatus even if he could in theory still physically do his job right um now, a uh, number of sad news, uh, even sadder news to report now. Um, voice actress Miyuki Ichijo passed away at 76. Um, I don't think, was there a stated cause? Or I think they just, um, think it was just announced. There was no stated, okay, multiple organ failure. Uh, so she passed away at 76, did a multiple, multiple organ failure. Um, she was famous for the voice of Yoshi in House of the Lost Cape movie, Mutual and Little Twins, um, Misa Takasuki in Project Arms, and a couple other names. Um, especially for I used to Western, apparently this is a thing for in Japan. She was famous for voicing dub roles of Western films and television shows such as Marge Simpson in The Simpsons, Jessica Rabbit in Who Framed Roger Rabbit film, and Sandra Bullock's Annie Porter and Speed. Uh, at least for me, uh, she was known as Jody Starling in the Detective Conan Case Close series. So this is definitely something that's definitely lost on that particular front for sure. That's for me at least. But then in general, just just really just sad news. Um, my condolences to her family and friends for this on the loss. And in another um, definitely unexpected um, passing, uh, Bucktick vocalist um, Atsushi Sakurai um, passed away on October 19th um, at the age of 57 from a brainstem hemorrhage. Um, 
I know that his band had been planned to perform a, uh, a concert that night. I saw some tweets that make it sound like the concert was going and he just had to leave early and then passed away at the hospital um, since he died that night. So um, just really tragic there. Um, I'm not sure how much you can do in those kinds of cases unless you're on it like instantly, you know, just right. really tragic. And then we also had the creator of Hanakimi um, pass away. That was um, Hayasa Nakajo, um, and she was this past she passed away due to um, what's being said as a heart condition. So couldn't encompass any number of things. But she was only fifty, so that's that's really sad. And then Hanakimi sounds familiar. This is uh, published by Shoulder Beat mm-hmm. a while ago. Um, so yeah, this is. Just a lot of tough news over the past few weeks. Illness, deaths, just not not good stuff for sure. Yeah, I've been collecting all my family history recently for, like, trying to figure out if my higher cholesterol is self-induced or if there's been a family. And so I've been looking at this and I'm like, I don't like that this is, seems to keep coming up in my family. Oh no. Mm. <laughs> oh no. So, gonna obviously try to transition over to licenses that have happened in the past couple weeks um honestly there's not too many that has happened but obviously the uh discotheque had their stream on youtube yes i had to actually note that youtube because they've usually been on twitch uh i'm not sure we are not sure why they actually did their stream on youtube not 100 sure I think that they got like a one or two day ban on Twitch for showing a trailer or something. That's what I heard through the grapevine, but I didn't bother to look into it. <laughs> I feel like they would have, I don't know, just, it was funny enough, uh, Jane Arbor Club, well, they did a time stream, so it wasn't like a live stream or anything like that, but it was interesting that Jane Arbor Club did their YouTube uh, stream when they announced the uh, Jake Arbor Club Nina, they put it on they, there instead of Twitch. So that was, that was interesting. So I don't know if it's just a case of something going on with Twitch or anything changed, but just something I guess to keep, keep in mind, if, especially if Discotech continues to just continue to use YouTube for any future um, streams of, the, of this nature. But uh, anyways, so yes, they had a bunch of stuff that they announced, so let's get right into it. Looks like the big one, in terms of just when it went into production and how long the dub took to get to finally get announced, uh, Lovely Complex. Um, so yeah, this is... Been with discotheque, it's gonna be Blu-ray. Uh, it's also gonna be an English dub. It's it's funny. This was uh, Justice Vegas noted that this discotheque's been in production on this title since 2020. It's like, dang, it's gonna come out in 2024. It's been that long. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and then the dub it took like basically two years for that to to be finished and everything. So lots of um, holding secrets. The uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Da, 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 keeping secrets. So I can't even think of the name right now. Too too much stuff to think about. Uh, da, da, da. But okay. But yeah, they have to hold the secret for that um, for a while. Uh, NDAs? No, that's not NDAs. Is it NDAs? Non-disclosure agreement? Yeah, yeah. I was looking for that word. Yeah, there you go. That basically not saying anything about it for basically past two years until it can finally officially announce uh, lots of secrets holding. Um, I guess it's also sort of kind of weird <laughs> at the same time. Uh, they had also announced that there was a particular voice character, uh, a character voice for like a character within the Lovely Complex 
uh, show where the main character Risa is playing like a video game and that character is actually voiced by a famous YouTuber. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't know who Moist Critical is, but then I, I saw the pictures like, okay, now I know who Moist Critical is. Okay, good, because I heard the name and everything and I'm like, still not ringing any bells you, at all. If you might have seen a meme where this guy is just raising his hands, just like, <gasps> it might come to you come to mind you're gonna need to narrow it down a bit more justin uh, yeah if Man i was good at raises hands if i was if i was good at describing it. like faces i would probably tell you but i'm not very good at that but um i mean i'm partially face blind so that wouldn't even help me much <laughs> but yeah as soon as i saw like on like the like the the tweet the tweets were just mentioning it like hey that guy and then you do a cursory search oh that guy okay now you got it but yeah that's <laughs> how long they had this guy voicing the character who knows <laughs> just very weird but yeah that's the uh announcement there but then of course i they had other announcements magical girl lyrical uh, lyrical know how tv series series one uh definitely seems like they're going to be releasing over time the most or all of the lyrical now series because i already missed the film so now this is a tv series so it at least stands the reason they'll release the rest but all in due time handmade may dual parallel trouble adventure which is going to be sd to uh, blu-ray release and one of the three okay two uh surprises for me that got me shouting like oh yeah let's go okay that's kind of cool because i this was a show that was on tech tv on the anime unleashed uh block ages ago growing up so yeah that's definitely a nostalgia <laughs> they this take got me with the nostalgia for this one um another lupon title lupon the third sweet light no uh lost night sweet lost night uh gonna release Build on our sadness. This time it's a 4K release. Uh, Crow comedy animation. This was a notable title because this was obviously the first effort of Simo, uh, uh, Simo. I'm looking at Simo casting a title. Simo dub. Uh, oh, it was oh, got me there too. Simo dub. This is I guess the first time of Simo dub. I thought Simo cast. I mean, no, it, it definitely was not the first Simo cast that happened before, but this was the first Simo dub. It happened like six six ish months before um, Space Dandy, I think. Uh, I want to say this was older than that. <laughs> it might have been older than that, but it was definitely the first. A lot of people think Space Dandy was the first, but actually... Second. No, no, definitely Space Dandy was not the first. <laughs> but, um... But lots yeah, of I think Kurokami was like... This, this was really like one of those... You, at the time, simulcasting was not quite as extensive as it is nowadays. Like, you or simuldubbing, especially nowadays. So, yeah, it was definitely a first ever for sure. Um... But yeah, that's notable for that. Fist and no more Fist and North Star, Fist and North Star, Legend of Kenshiro, more Puss and Butts. Uh, this one's travels around the world. Uh, this one made me laugh, Futakoi, because everything about it just seemed normal, because they were just promising it just kind of escalated. It just got a, like a normal heroin time. Like, okay, but this looks kind of normal. Then it got to the 57 wagon, and there was literally twins every single like second. I'm just like, okay, now I see why <laughs> they were talking about this being the hero. Okay. Uh, this is another weird one because I was just I was laughing at this one. Cheetah Brat, very legendary series. Uh, I think they said this was done directed by the um, um, Takahata from uh, who did stuff at Studio Ghibli later. Like yeah, um, like um, I was gonna say, didn't he direct Grave of the Fireflies? Am I getting that wrong? I've never seen Grave of the Fireflies, so I would not know. It's been too long. It's too long. But yeah, this was definitely famous Ghibli. I guess, I guess Takahata. So yeah, he directed this, but um. 
because of YouTube's um, copyright restrictions, they can actually play a trailer because they could get totally like banned just like that, or like the stream would stop or something like that. It was pretty bad, so they had to just use slides. <laughs> Twitter, um, Twitter, thankfully, could actually handle it. They wouldn't get a copyright strike for that, so they could tweet it on on Twitter. But yeah, I just thought it was funny on that that respect. Um, Rainbow, and I had to get the Japanese name in this one. Nisha Rokubo no Shichijin, which was the second one where I literally was like whooped. Because this was literally my, one of my favorite series of all time, um, ages ago, when this came out. Um, was never, it, was, it was a weird one, because it was supposed to be released for Funimation. It was just streaming Funimation, but they never actually released it. So it was in that weird Yeah, there, there were like a couple of simulcasts that they never released on DVD, and so you were like, wow, I wonder how bad the streaming numbers were for those. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very odd. And I don't know if this streamed poorly or anything. I don't think it streamed poorly, that poorly. But, um, yeah, they never, I feel like they may have said they were going to release, but never actually released it. But now, Discotech's going to release it. And their final answer was IGPX, which, yes, uh, old Toonami title. They've got the Toonami bumpers, got the old Toonami, I think, English voice cast. So, yeah, it's all more nostalgia right here, for sure. And then you had a nice little note about this being Ashton Res to Rescue again. <laughs> yeah. I know that they were saying in the stream that they got, like, the official masters of IGPX, and they were god-awful. I, I think it's along the lines of, oh, yeah, we got the masters. Oh, no, time to start crying. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think I need to pick up IGPX at some point, since I borrowed it from a friend to watch, and it was fun. I, I, what I, I, what I saw, it did look pretty cool. It did, it did look pretty cool from what I saw, for sure. I won't, you know, I won't it's, lie. it's got mechs, they're racing, it's got a talking cat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> These are all things I like. Well, racing less so, but you know, the, the, the mechs and talking cats, you know what they're down for. All right, so Seven Seas has had a decent amount of announcements for their wonderful Wednesdays over the past couple of weeks. They are going to be re-released. They're going to be licensed rescuing uh, Maki Murakami's Gravitation as a collector's edition. Um, I'm pretty sure the Tokyo Pop put this out back in the day. Unless I they did. It's they okay, did. good, good, good. Um, they will also be bringing over um, Ichi, Ichiho and Yukimura's Yes, No, or Maybe, both um, the manga and follow-up light novels, um, which has art by Leila Takima. Uh, I believe the name of the follow-up novel is Center of the World and Where Home Is? Correct. Novels. Volume, volume 2 and Volume 3. Okay. That's kind of an odd setup for a series. No, it's uh, they already licensed the light novel, but at the time I think it was just a one-volume release. So now I just bring over the rest. Uh, okay. Uh, they are also bringing over Chihiro Orihi's Chasing Spica as part of their Girls Love line. Um, Saki, Sukigami, Rena, Kamomo, and N. Sutamori's I'll Never Be Your Crown Princess Betrothed, which is going to be a steamship title. They've already gotten the, the version of this, which is that title except Betrothed. Um, I think that was a two-volume series, so I guess it just got a sequel. Three. Three-volume. Three, okay. Uh, Rea and Haduki um, Futaba's The Evil Queen's Beautiful Principles which will be an airship title, so it's a light novel. And also, Rarotu's Nos and Zakuro. Okay, that's a weird pen name and a weird title. <laughs> kind of hey, we, there's always weird pen names and weird titles. This is nothing new <laughs> in, this, in this industry. And I will say that um, there was one night where I was up late finishing a Bakano novel. I turned on my phone just to double-check a couple of ca character names. Uh, started cursing out Naruto because Bakano thankfully has a 
good fan wiki. And Justin texts me, hey, you're going to be very excited about a licensing announcement that gets released from Embargo at 9 a.m. on uh, tomorrow morning. I, 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 it's even sadder when you realize I could have thought about this particular company was going to release this, but I never, because well, they haven't. Is that Square Enix has said before they're going to do light novels, but I don't think they actually have yet. And so they're they just going to kick it off with the Apothecary Diaries. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so this is um, in uh, collaboration with uh, Genoa Club. Uh, this is going to be... And Jane Hall themselves has said yeah. before that print releases will be through Yen Press. So it's like, well, that's why we've been waiting. I don't think... Okay, maybe Sam said go bother Yen Press, but... So here's the thing. Genoa Club is um, have a couple of titles that's released with Seven Seas and Yen Press. So, uh, like the recent one was... Um, the Skull Dragon's Daughter. So Yeah, but that's a manga, so... It's, uh, the, I think the basic thing is it's not clear what their <laughs> what their structure is but the point is they're not releasing anything in print anymore i think if it's, it's kind of clear what the apothecary diary well it was probably clear before when they went to made the city with yen press but it's basically clear to me that they're not releasing anything aside from what they're releasing they're not releasing anything else digitally uh, in print anymore they're just leaving it up to other companies so um it's just that yeah you i, I still would have thought that the apothecary diaries would have gone to like yen press uh, the light novel to make to be clear the light novel would have gone to yen press but instead square enix out of nowhere because as you mentioned this is their first title they're going to release both the manga and light novel for mm-hmm. um now they're new so this is not saying that they would have never done this before and the still, translations are going to be done in collaboration with j novel yep. club so they'll probably be using more or less the translation that j novel clubs already been posting on their website and selling his ebooks yeah, yeah yeah i don't think yeah the only thing is gonna be a question is what the type of cover and how they're gonna really release release how the volume is gonna release like i know um when you compare general clubs releases a yen uh on um, version it's definitely not the same but it's well how will square enix release uh, the apothecary does when it comes out next year uh, I guess yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, looking at my bookshelf, it looks like the J Novel Club ones usually have a bit of a smaller trim size, but even that varies within Yen Press. From what I've gotten, a couple, th- I got their um, Hell Mode and their uh, Instant Death uh, light novels. They're definitely a size, yeah, definitely a counter standard size Yen on titles for sure. It's definitely not the same as J Novel Club's version. So, um, yeah, we, we still see. But I guess the point is. After it took this long for the Apothecary Diaries, we were wondering why it's taking so long, and now we got got an answer because Square Enix is releasing it in print. Yeah, I uh, wish that they were able to put out a volume before the anime finishes its run for that, you know, nice synergy, but um, we're just all going to have to show up en masse and, you know, buy the volumes when it comes out anyway. Yeah, I guess we'll see how it... Yeah, it's going to be interesting how the sales will go for this one because, obviously, it, it, it... Two things. It's got to depend if it's going to be a hit... Uh, I think so all signs seem like it might be the anime is going to be doing well. We'll talk about that later. But then also, like, for something that's coming out next year, will it get another version, like a, like a sequel? Then we'll see, like, how the progression will be, like, from where it, the anime ends into where uh, Square Enix is going to have the final releases. The good news for, for Square Enix, because the novels are already out digitally and everything, it shouldn't te- te- take too long for them to catch up. Like, if you do, like, two or three month releases... So we'll see. It's definitely going to be interesting sales uh, uh, thing to follow for sure. And then in final bit of uh, licensing news, Blookwalker uh, Global has announced they've exclusively, or they're going to exclusively release the um, Arikans Why Does Nobody Remember Me in This World and Natsumi Inoue's Sentence to Be a Hero, the Prison Records of Piano Hero Unit 9004 manga. Um, so he's already on their site. 
Um, it's exclusive only for the first three months, and then it'll be available in other stores. I'm already curious what other stores they're going to be in, because the only one I really know that Bookworker sells their stuff on is Kobo. <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to figure out if Google Play does. I don't think Google Play does either. So this is um, very interesting, because I know this is a Kakao release, but then um, because um, they wanted to get the synergy, the only the, the press release only stated the first two titles I mentioned, but they did not mention the God's Games We Play, which also got released by Katakawa on Bookwalker Store, but it, uh, this also got released on, on Kobo as well, So because it's, it's not an exclusive first time on, on Bookwalker, they didn't announce, they didn't mention it, I'm like... Was that one that Crunchyroll simulpubbed back in the day? No. Okay. The anime's not out yet. This is something that Yen Press is releasing the light novels for. Um, I believe the anime's gonna come out in 2024. Oh, wait. Is it God Games? No. It was, it was Liar... There was a summer anime until we're getting to make, they're, they're kind of, I think, the, almost the same thing. But they're totally, it's totally, yeah, it's starting right now. But no, I don't, I think the anime's coming out next year. It's not the same one. But the, the thing is, after they sent the press release, they had an original statement, had announced that um it was coming out, the anime for Sentence to be a Hero in 2025, which seems kind of long. And then Kato Kawa told them, what are you talking about? We, we didn't have one else. This is probably not coming in 2024. What's wrong with you people? Okay, I don't know if we're like that, but that the center of attraction so yeah, you'll see like corrections on other places, but not me, <laughs> not not us. <laughs> uh, I I just like okay, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> Delete the tweet. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> I ain't doing it. I, I, Destroy I'm putting, all evidence. Like I'm not putting it out again. <laughs> oh, what about God's Game We Play? Too bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been a while since we got an exclusive Bookwalker release, and I've been wondering if they'd be doing it more, but they're doing it more now. So there you go. All right, and then we've got some streaming news as well. Uh, Crunchyroll is um, had a last-minute addition to their lineup. I mean, they've had several last-minute additions, but this is the latest of their last-minute additions. Uh, <laughs> but they will be streaming. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, Visions of Coleus, starting on October 31st. Uh, is this a full-length series? or is It this is like an OVA. It's an OVA, okay. Um, I was trying to figure out if it was full-length or short. This... this uh... I don't think it's... I think it's a... Okay, I could be wrong about this. It involves, obviously, one of the um, demons, uh, Valentine, and then, obviously, Rimuru. But then I'm not sure if this is actually based... I don't think this is based off the actual series. I think it's just extra back... Well, if it's story by the actual creator Fuse, then it might be some additional backstory. Um, but it's definitely something, I guess, maybe has something to do with certain things. Ah, okay. I'll just leave it at that. It has something to do with the Slime series. There you go. I can't remember if this is actually spinoff or anything like that, but it's basically OVA. That's all I know. And High Dive is going to be streaming uh, the Blade and Soul MMORPG-based um, anime, um, which aired back in April 2014, and Sentai put it out in 2015, so I'm not sure why it took them so long to stream it, or if they maybe streamed 20, it before and they brought it back. 2015? Oh, 2015. Wow, that's a long time ago. <laughs> and Netflix is also announced they're going to stream the Seven Deadly Sins Four Nights of the Apocalypse anime, quote, soon. Um, so far, I think it's the only um, Seven Deadly Sins series that hasn't had a simulcast or such. It started airing yeah, this, on this October was, 8th. All right, this was a weird... Japan. Yeah, this is a weird one, because I think the other ones were web-only releases, so they weren't on TV, but they just dropped all on Netflix. So in this case, this one's actually airing now, but obviously Netflix is the rights to the Seven Deadly Sin series, so <laughs> they're going back in time to where they don't actually sell 
simulcast stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it's a blast from the past. Yeah, it's it, it, this is so it's you know it's funny where this series has gone because I was this was like one of the more popular titles from Konachi's lineup. It was a really popular anime, but then all of a sudden it just is not even the same popularity anymore. So I don't know if this newest sequel rectifies anything. But it really is just stunning. Just now we're in a really packed season, but this is not streaming immediately officially. That is something else. And then in final bit of streaming news, oh, this is really just like theater news and more notable news because obviously, yes, Boy and the Heron, more of that. Uh, I guess just I do keep forgetting that Ghibli films do get the prestige actor treatment, and we this has a star studded cast: Christian Bale, Dave Bautista, Gemma Chan, William Dafoe. Ken Fukuhara, Mark Hamill, Robert Pattinson, Florence Pugh, and Luca Padovan. Uh, they're all in this film, this one dub. And it's like, okay, G-Kids, where'd you get the money? How did Ghibli convince you to do this? Or unless Ghibli's giving you the money, and then that convinced you to, that, that convinced you to do it. Um, I have seen theories about how this basically reflects how it is in Japanese cast, where they use the same, they're doing the same thing. Uh, famous voice actors who have done Ghibli films, uh, Ghibli films, and that's how they mirror this for the English dub. So I guess it, I guess it fits. But dang, that definitely is a cast. That is for sure. Okay, and so now it is time for our fall anime twenty twenty three fall impressions, part two. <laughs> part two. Ugh. I don't know how many more shows you watched. But I didn't watch that many more, and there's still, like, a ton I want to try because I have just been overwhelmed. And it's kind of the, hard to focus on sitting down and watching anime when you're overwhelmed. And also everything is, like, six episodes in at this point, so it feels even more overwhelming. Look, only Furin and the Apothecaries are, well, especially Furin. <laughs> that, those are the only ones, actually, no, it's just Furin, isn't it? Yeah, it's just Furin. I mean, most That's shows still... are four episodes in by this point. That This is feeling like a lot. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, uh, no, good news is I have no more anime to watch, I think. <laughs> I don't think I'm picking up anymore, unless I drop something. I don't know if I'm going to drop anything, but we'll, we never know what, what these shows, but, um, excuse me. <clears throat> I guess the only um, thing I would just say is that, yeah, this is another... And I probably said this last, uh, last episode. This is too much anime airing in one season. <laughs> it really just is. Mm-hmm. I think, um... It sure feels like a hundred shows in one season. Even though I think it's only, like, 50 or 60. It's like 60 or 60-something 60 shows. Um... That is still a lot. It is too damn many. And then you could question maybe, like, oh, maybe some of this isn't really good, but then it doesn't necessarily matter. You could just think that, hey, there's something interesting enough. And then there, there are good titles, great titles, and there are titles that may not be good, but you're just like, okay, but there's stuff I'm interested in watching, and that's good enough. So prior seasons, and especially this season, there were shows that like, okay, this is definitely good or bad, but then there are shows that are like, eh, I don't really, I'm not really feeling it. There are shows this season where I'm like, okay, that's some issues, but I'm, I, I'm curious. I kind of want to know more. You just get into that mode where you're just like, okay, I gotta keep watching, see how it goes. So that's basically how the season is for me. And I feel like if you're a production man, you will only get full maximum eyeballs on your title. It better be one you actually care about giving the most budget to or care about. And not just doing it out there just to just die. <laughs> I will talk about a couple of series that are like that. That I'm watching. But you can tell they're just not there to die. <laughs> um, the, the one show I won't say died. It's just that it wasn't. It didn't really click for me. was the um, Stardust Telepath. This, 
this will be the one unique title I think on my list that will have one big difference. I've actually read the source material for the others instead of this one. That's only because the source material is not available officially. So that's one thing. Um, but yeah, it's just basically stars up. Got the shy girl, Umikula, she wants to make friends. She's really aliens for various reasons. And then, hey, look at that. There's some girl um, named Yu. She might be an alien. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't think it was bad or anything. It's just that when you showed up, I was just kind of like, yeah, this isn't working. This isn't working for me. <laughs> She's not working for me right now. And I think maybe if it was a smaller season, I would have gave it a couple episodes to see if it can get its footing, find its footing, etc. But unless somebody tells me otherwise, I think I'm fine just keeping Stardust Telepath on the drop list. Sorry. I mean, no need to apologize to me because I dropped it after one episode too. Um, yeah, at this point, I'm not sure if I'll go back to giving. Um, um, 16-bit sensation another episode like I said I would because like you said there's just so much going on this season I don't really have time to do that or you know yeah, I'm in love I, with the villainess there, there's just for a 16-bit I am the premise just interesting enough where I'm not going to watch it probably this season unless I drop something but I at least put them on, onto my like backlog <laughs> and stuff because there's just enough there where I'm like I gotta at least find some time to check it out eventually right hopefully okay so um, I did do like you, and I watched um, some more. Oh no, wait, we had this conversation last time. So I started getting around to sequels this time around. So, um, <laughs> let's see, I saw the first episode of Saints Powers Omnipotent season two, and honestly, it was more slow paced than I remembered. It was a very slow start. Like that, I that's saw the, they, they I saw the, the explosive the opening <laughs> that you were talking about at the beginning, but. Honestly, I, Justin, I was like, why was Justin so blown away by this? This is nothing special. It's nothing to write home about. So. No, it's, it's less that more like compared to when you get into the episodes, like, wow, they're, they're definitely apparently season that for the rest of the season because there's nothing really happening right now. Yeah, and it's funny because I liked the first season and I was fine with it being, you know, a more slow paced one before. And I'm just like, this just feels slower. So um, if I get into any like projects where I just need to do like a lot of hand sewing or hand knitting, you know, so sitting down for a while and I can watch something, I'll probably put this show on in the background. And then the other semi-sequel I watched was After School Hanako-kun, which is not strictly speaking a sequel to Toilet Bound Hanako-kun, but it's a spin-off. They're shorts. I think they come from like a dedicated, um, like mini series of shorts. I don't think no, there's, a, there's a manga of it. There's a manga. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say I don't think these are just like shorter stories pulled from the main manga. Although there's a couple from there that I would love to see in here. Like um you've read the manga, right? For Twilight? Yeah. Yeah, like um that one like shorter story which involves the salt and jumping into the pool at the end. Like that I I hope they adopt adapt into this, but I don't know if they will. I don't think they will because I think they're basing everything off from the after school Hanakuku manga, so I I would say it's unlikely. Yeah. And just god i really hope this gets a second season like for the main line. i believe it is i think, I think this is just too. um like the wording was kind of weird but a friend was pointing out that on the site there's a couple of symbols from characters who didn't make it into the first season like the timekeepers so it's like we gotta right although also i will say um since i've read the manga seeing some of the characters do things in these shorts it's like you're being stupider than usual. You should know, <laughs> you should know better than to do the Kokurisan thing. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? Right, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the couple of times I'm going to talk about 
shows that I'm probably going to watch the end of the season. Some um, are on my... Okay, there's as many issues, and I probably will drop you, and then there's... I probably won't drop you, but you have issues. Why, why don't you fix yourself? <laughs> so um, the first one I'm going to talk about is our dating story, the experience you and the inexperienced me. Excuse me. <clears throat> or as literally every other company has called this, instead, you were experienced, I was not. Our dating story. Crunchyroll. What happened? <laughs> How does Katakawa YouTube channel, Square Enix... And Genau Club have this had this normal title, and then you come up with your own title. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> um, so yeah, this is basically a basic story about a nerd, very young kid, Ruto, who's just like introverted, all that stuff, nerdy, has maybe untoward thoughts, maybe, but then it's like, oh, you got the popular girl Runa. She's like so popular, everybody knows her. It's a Garu. There's no way I can actually date her, but thanks to a dare, he has to confess to her, and then, huh, she actually accepts. But for better or worse, Runa has no concept of, like, like she she basically just, the, the rumors about her, like, oh, she dates every guy, and all that stuff, she's just like, oh, he's a slut, all that stuff. She's just like, not, not that at all. But she has a very uh, misconception about what love is, because of just how the, her boyfriends have acted. Somehow, do this relationship with Ruto, she's going to be able to learn, like, no, wait, actually, you do have power in this relationship as well. You should actually exhibit that. Um, everything about this is kind of sweet. And this is actually one of the few, uh, or many, I guess many. I've actually read the line out of this. And the, the, the big problem is you can already see where it's just very cheap for the anime. <laughs> maybe, maybe, this is why it's like, ugh. This, this is... This is not cool. <laughs> um, and now is the, I guess, the critical moments. But the thing is, if it gets even cheaper, where you just see like, oh yeah, this character is definitely off model or just looks very really awkward. I don't know if I'm gonna be capable of this any longer. <laughs> so yeah, that's one's probably the only stripe will monitor week to week if I'm gonna keep up with this. Because yeah, the light now was kind of communicate things a bit better. It does have one interesting twist in light now was executed way better in the anime. I will say that. Um, the other one I liked, or I like, this is one I like, and I won't probably drop, but wow, it looks really cheap. <laughs> My daughter left the nest and returned to S-Wake Adventurer. Um, hey, I read the light novel for that since Jane Alva Club has it on catch-up this month, but I'm not interested in watching the anime because, yeah, the anime does look cheap, even though I like the light novel. <laughs> uh, they had the, um, all right, just to, for everybody knows, it's a pretty simple story, Belgrave. Um, oh, hang on, we, I, need to, we need to preface this. He does not marry his daughter. He does not fuck his daughter or anything like this. This is not a bunny drop situation. Now we can continue. Yeah, the, the, the light novels are, I believe, are done. Uh, because I remember when this yeah. was licensed, I'm pretty sure Sam even had to say in the light stream, no, it's not bunny drop. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> the entire American fandom is still on it from that title. <laughs> it, it's been like, what, 20... When the manga finished? 2010, 2011, whenever it's it finished. It's been over a decade. It's definitely Number one over is still kind of suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, so, uh, just kind of shorten it up, Belgrave, uh, was an adventurer, was trying to make it with his friends and everything, but he lost his leg, uh, he had to retire early, um, sometime later, he ends up finding an abandoned girl in the forest, takes her in, ends up caring for her and all that good stuff, she grows up, um, she ends up, obviously, going on her adventures, to actually become an adventurer, and eventually she becomes an s adventurer, and... Um, it's very simple. I think anything complicated, but it's just very sweet relationship between 
Why can't I even remember her name? This is not very good. I have too many titles to talk about. Too many titles. I'm also blanking on it. I'm like, I know her name. Angeline. Is, is, Angeline. Yeah, the Angeline. black-haired Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah, that is also the black-haired Valkyrie because she's obviously... You always get... The, when, you're, when you're famous enough, you get these names. Although or when Belgrave's, you just make them up because she's going yeah. around telling people, oh yeah, my dad's name was, you know, Belgrave the Red Ogre. And he is like, who came up with this? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like, why? Why would you do this to me? But yes, very simple story. Uh, but I will tell you this. If you want to experience it, the, the anime is probably not the way to go. <laughs> they, they had a battle episode two where I, I literally kid you not. It was just literally just like one movie, one... Belvedere and Saren battle just one panel one point to one to point A to point B literally just like that there was literally it was literally stiff you know what's actually interesting I'm watching so much anime series you can really tell the quality of all the shows <laughs> this is basically a very teaching point about how yeah you can tell they basically have no budget for this uh, yes episode 2 was very laughable both to me I'm here for the the sweetness the the relationship between not just um, with Angie but her friends Miriam and uh, couple, ugh, I can't remember her name. The other, the bow, the the one who's just the bow. I can't remember the names. Uh, but um, it's very sweet. But again, if you want to experience it, just check out the uh, light novel. I don't know if the I don't think the the budget's gonna suddenly shoot up later on in the series. Yeah, and J Novel Club's got both the light novel and the manga adaptation. They had the light novel streaming as you know one of their catch up series for October. For now. Yeah, so I, so I went ahead and, you know, I read it, you know, for October. And yeah, it was it was cute. It was nice. Uh, I feel like the manga seems to be a pretty faithful adaptation so far, although there's just less of it out. Um, I definitely wouldn't mind reading more of it, but I decided not to binge that because I was like, you know, I don't feel like this is a series I really want to binge. <laughs> yeah, it's very quiet. Just very... There are, like, later on, obviously, it gets more into who um, Angeline really is. And stuff like that. So there's definitely more political stuff happening later on, but th that's not the main point right now in this series. So, or one of the main points. So, but yeah, shame the anime isn't really focused. Also, this is one strike against the production committee. Anime, whoever decided to want to adapt this like this. There you go, right here. And then. Oh, well, we're talking about it. Um, I'm not watching uh, Faraway Paladin since I never watched the first season since that one also looked kind of cheap. But I did just get the third volume in in my final right stuff order. So I'm going to be reading it soon. So I will be with folks in spirit there. <laughs> um, sad to say, um, the, the, the even though I was tempted to try it out because they have a new studio with this one. Last season was done by um, a different studio. Uh, the first season was done by a different studio. Uh, this season has been doing, it's been handled by an entirely different student. I think a couple new staff members for this. I was tempted, but right now I'm just overwhelmed by too much stuff. So I won't quite say I won't check it out again, but I think at this point I'll probably wait to binge it at the end. I mean, I was just so disappointed with how um, the art style of the illustrations and the novels um, have this really distinct look since they got like a tabletop RPG artist to do the art, and then the anime just looked really bland. So it's like, okay, the source material still exists. I will stick with that instead. <laughs> And then, yeah, the only other thing I had time for to watch so far was The Apothecary Diaries. So um, I watched that, you know, big three-episode premiere. Haven't even seen this week's episode yet. And I'm really liking it. It's funny because I saw a couple of people post in, like, various discords. Like, oh, yeah, they did this a little differently. That's going to cause a plot hole. And I was looking at the scene. I was like, actually, no. Actually, that it doesn't create a plot hole. But that actually is foreshadowing for, like, two different events at this point. Like, that's actually, <laughs> that's actually good, you know? 
I, I think they were talking about how um, uh, Consort Liwa's um, servant ignores um, the letter that Mao Mao has sent to try and be like, hey, your face powder, stop using it. You're poisoning yourself and your baby. And the uh, handmaiden ignores it and was like, oh yeah, this kind of matches. Some actions we're going to see her take later and some other actions we'll see take place even later than that since maybe as this is episode four maybe um for some of the because i'm thinking there's both that and there's something else that i think will come up in the anime since again i'm still assuming we're going to cover four volumes um but yeah, i i don't want to spoil things on the podcast but it was actually like no from what i'm seeing them do here um it, it seems like the staff is very familiar with the novels and are making thoughtful choices the only thing that has surprised me so far was that um in the third episode, we see Mao Mao speculating on why one of the other courtesans seems to be suddenly moonwalking and not moonwalking, uh, sleepwalking, sleepwalking. And, <laughs> and sleep dancing on top of the walls. And in that part, in both the novels and the manga adaptation, there's a scene afterwards where Mao Mao does similar at the end. And it's actually, it's kind of like two scenes cut together. And that wasn't in here. I can only imagine it's going to come back up later. I think they probably cut it right now just because we haven't met one of the characters in that scene. Ah, do. But also, I think you know why I think we're going to have to have that scene in later because that's when Mao Mao has a realization. Mm. A realization that she is telling herself, no, that's silly. And later on, she's going, shit. I don't think anyone else has realized this yet. Shit. <laughs> um, uh, in my script, I have a particular order about everything. Um... And I will say this, I have this one title, The Apothecary Diaries in Bold, because I think so far it's definitely my favorite of all the shows I've seen this season, which is interesting because it's obviously dropped later than <laughs> everything else, but I was just watching the first two episodes, I was just kind of blown away, <laughs> like just from visual standpoint, just how Mau Mau just, she just really just commands a presence, like that, that really just stands out compared to all the other uh, characters. Um, my grandma's daughter it just works it really just it really just does work she's just very refreshing very uh, good character and just how things just move from point A to point B to point C everything just really just flow really well and also and you know I watched episode, episode 4 uh, it's interesting I, I, I was hesitant to say like I don't the, the, yes this episode didn't look bad or anything I was just like it was definitely when you go from the first few episodes to when you're watching episode 4 and the, uh, the art style animation look totally different it's just like okay that's interesting um, it was good. I'm curious what her thoughts. I, I've seen praise about it too, like just how it looked. But it was definitely also the opposite side. Like, wow, it just kind of looks really weird. So I just, uh, I see a mixed opinion of that. So I was like, but for me, I just find it personally interesting that they would try to not confine this series to just like with that one particular style. And I'm like, I think I'm here for it. I'm very much here for something like this, and especially for what you want to convey and everything. And I think it conveyed. Oh yeah, Mama needs to cure, take care of Le Lady Lihua. The, the Curtis is like, no, you're a commoner, whatever, blah, blah, those are out. Multiple times <laughs> in humorous fashion. It's, it's very, very good. Very, very fun stuff. And also to that, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they will learn. Oh, they did learn for sure. <laughs> oh, no, no, they will learn later about, everyone will learn later, much to Mau Mau's discomfort about her family. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if yeah. That, so far, that, that's Mau funny. Mau is that weird, is, that she is hilarious. She comes by it, honestly. <laughs> it, it's still hilarious that we have the um, uh, Gokyo servants who will just think, oh, no, Mau Mau's had so much trouble in her life with that, with that 
possible abuse and everything, and no, she actually has done that to herself. <laughs> yeah, Mau Mau's scars are mostly self-inflicted. Like, <laughs> there's one, which I think people have probably noticed the hints that um, there's uh, a scar on her pinky that wasn't her doing, but um, <laughs> but yeah, just um, Mau Mau's a fucking weirdo, and that's why she is great. <laughs> yes, the, 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 and especially in this particular era, it, it, it's kind of, she, she basically needs to be a weirdo. Because, mm -hmm. whew! Very, and, very. And it's just been fun to, like, relive early parts of the series again. Like, Jinshi's just completely like, why are my charms not working on her? Let me see. Okay, they're still working on other people. Why don't they work on her? I am very turned on, or fascinated by this. Very fascinated by why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, there. I will also talk about other animes that I've this season. And there are stuff with some good to great ones that I'm liking. But at least for now, the Apothecary is just blown me away, personally. Um, I did laugh when Crunchyroll posted a picture of Jinsi on Twitter and it's like, what does he have that you don't or something? Or how does he get his beauty? And it's like, this is a man with no balls. Oh, -ho. no, no, that was what I posted in response. They're like, yeah. how can a man be this beautiful? And it's like, no balls. That's the answer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Listen, um, if you cut off the production area of, you know, like hormones, it's going to make you look different. <laughs> or, you know, if you are consuming chemicals. <laughs> um, the final two shows that I'm going to talk about I will probably not likely drop but I have more misgivings about one of them was actually surprising because that technically looks competent visually um, and also these are all more long named titles one's not even a light novel my daughter left the nest and returned oh not this one I'm giving no, that disgrace. one is a light novel Justin <laughs> I, I messed up let this skip awfully because there's too many long titles and they're all together I'm giving the disgrace Noble A Rescue Crash Course in Naughtiness. Oh no, it's a naughty series. 18 plus. All that good stuff. I'm pretty sure that one is also a light novel. There's definitely a manga version. There's of a it. manga version of it. It's light novel. General Club has this. I've been reading the, the version. Uh, uh, I'm reading the light novels that's on J Novel Club. Oh, you meant that like one of these titles is not going to be a light novel, not that this yes. one wasn't. Okay. Yeah, I, like I said, I messed up with S Ray because I said it twice. And they're all together. And so I like to look at this script awfully. But, anyways. Um, very simple story where actually this noble Charlotte has been framed. Hey, it's a villain story. So yeah, framed, all that good stuff. She runs away. She ends up finding herself in the forest and she gets basically rescued by Alan Crawford, who is also known as a Dark Lord, Dark Demon, basically all a bunch of names. On like this secluded, out of the way area. Only a few people actually know where he is. Um, he's basically teaching her to be naughty. And I mean, naughty, that just basically means, oh, yeah, you can actually eat sweets. You actually do this. All this. You don't have to actually hide about this. Why stop? Please. Um, the only misgiving for this one is basically, well, okay, two misgivings. One, it's very simple. Again, another very simple story. If you're not into that, just one note. Oh, yeah, we got to actually teach you naughty things, but these are actually like naughty, naughty things. Then, yeah, your mileage are very. But then the other thing is, I, I've seen some complaints about it, and I kind of agree. The way things are voiced, the characters are voiced in this, not really fitting all the time. Like it feels like it should work a little bit better. Like the chemistry is not there between Alan and Charlotte. And what's unfortunate is that you actually have two veteran voice actors, and Sugita Tomokazu Sugita and Sai uh, Sorry Hayami. You got basically the two there. They should work, but I don't think they're clicking as well as it should. So it's not really working like you would think. Um, there's still some funny stuff in there, uh, especially when there's one episode, uh, the recent episode where Charlotte is attempting to go buy some stuff on her own. Alan's just very worried. 
instead of letting her on her vices, she gets he, he gets an idea based on a, a couple of people he knows. You should make sure she's actually being safe. And while on this trip, he ends up. She Charlie gets lost. She's about to go into a very dangerous area. That means big trouble. But then Alice is like, "Okay, fine. I know how to solve it." He basically takes care of all the trouble in that area. Oh, but wait, he cleaned up all the air, the riffraff in the area. Good job. Let's go. Let's go. It's amazing. So yeah, the unintended consequences of taking care of or trying to basically heal Charlotte is doing stuff like this. Um, so yeah, there's fun stuff to be had, but there's something about the voice direction that I'm just not really liking that much. But I like it well enough. I don't think I'll drop it unless it gets really boring. But I don't. I think I'll find enough to be amused for the rest of the season. And it was one. It's getting better, but the 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really. Really Are you love gonna say you. this hundred times? I do not want to say this hundred times. I think I would die if I say it hundred times. Um This one's interesting. I've been reading the manga for this one. Um This one's interesting the fact that Rintaro, oh yeah, I'm gonna date this one girl, gets rejected in high I think it's either middle school or junior high, gets rejected. That's my hundred rejection. Man's rejected. But I'll turn over a new leaf. Guess we're going to like a shrine. Ends up being the the shrine god. The god says you'll be dating a hundred girlfriends. Or you'll be meeting 100 girls that could be your girlfriend. And if you don't actually date them, you and the girl that you end up meeting will die. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a little heavy for a girl for a series like this. It's supposed to be a comedy. What's, what's wrong with you? So, yeah, this is um, interesting in the fact that the first two episodes I felt like were okay. I don't feel like they really captured like, how the manga went for the first couple. How, how it went for then. Like, how it went in the manga. So, I was like, yeah, okay, this third episode better kind of rock my socks off a little bit. And it did. It was basically very emotional. It's like, oh, it actually switched like this to be very uh, kind and cute and everything. Uh, it can mix that humor with the romantic, actual like sensibilities like that. So that's good on it. I didn't get a chance to watch today's episode. Um, so I don't know if I will, it's going to detract or anything like that. But I, at least it's progressing well. But at least for like the first three episodes, I was like, uh, I feel like the manga's better. We'll see how the anime keeps going. But at least for now, I will probably keep it. It's just a ridiculous series, though. <laughs> Too ridiculous to name. I, I've been kept, I've been gotten cup uh, behind a manga, but I caught up to. I read the volume three, volume four. It just gets too ridiculous. I, I can see why it's on the go. <laughs> I say ghost ship. It's funny, and when I think it's volume three or four, they have like this extra chapter, and it, it, they are making a joke about this being on the ghost ship line. Because I'm like, wait, how is this in the Japanese? I can only assume it was just a case where they could make fun. They could go off the wall and. On that, so it's like okay, that's interesting. I'm curious how the anime is going to handle any of that. So, very curious, very interesting piece of work for sure. Yeah, I still don't have any more series to talk about. Um, I can talk about what I want to try uh, that I haven't gotten to yet. Please uh, do. I need a break. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I've been reading the manga for Furren Beyond Journey's End, and I definitely want to get to the anime. It's just that. Since that was the show that started off with four episodes, you know, it's it's already got a lot. So I haven't gotten there yet. So I've just been nibbling on the manga every now and then, you know, since I've still got a bunch of the volumes checked out from my library. Uh, also meaning to get around to season two, part two of the Ancient Magus Bride, since I am current on the manga for that. And I went to the second season, you know, excited, but they went through the material really fast. So I found that they ended up cutting out like a lot of little moments I felt like kind of changed the tone. I just felt like it was losing like some of the nuance I'd really come to enjoy between the characters in this part of the story. 
like the feelings for the characters in this part of the story are kind of like man life's complicated isn't it you know growing up human relationships all of this real complicated and i feel like that isn't coming across to the same extent and in the same way in the anime so that's just made me put this second part down lower on my to watch list you know uh let's see oh i also would need to catch up with spy x family um, before i try check out season two since Again, that was another one where it's like, I've read the manga, you know, so I'm going to prioritize watching other things. And oh god, there's so much anime all the time. Although, I will say, when I got sick this past year, since I've been sick of COVID twice and I had a really bad bout of a cold earlier in the year, Spy Family turned out to be the perfect thing to watch then because it was like, I can mostly turn off my brain while being entertained because I already know the story. But I did see earlier today that apparently Spy Family is getting to the cruise ship arc, which has definitely been my favorite arc in the manga so far. So I've got to catch up for that. <laughs> Although I know that they also did adapt that chapter of Yori gets shot in the butt and then has to go on a day of dates. And I do want to see that too, because that was a very funny idea. You it's know, she's trying to enjoy yep. things, but Lloyd keeps suggesting all these events where they sit down and she does not want to sit down right now at all. It's like, how can all my 600,000 plans just go Ari just like that? How? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Oh, and for more things where I've read the manga, but I've not gotten the anime yet. Uh, Pluto just came out the other day, so I have more of an excuse there. But definitely going to get onto it. Been hearing nothing but good things from my friends. Like, haven't heard a single bad thing yet, so that's always a good sign. Although I always felt like the beginning of Pluto was stronger than the end. Especially since I don't remember the end as, as clearly, which is usually not a good sign for me. But still, looking forward to having time to watch all that. And I mean, sure, Netflix dropped it all at once, and sure, the episodes are an hour long, but... There's only eight of them, and I can see why the, they made those structural choices, so I'm not actually as bothered I, about that as I, I am will, for other series. I will say this. The first episode that I watched today was 71 minutes. God damn it. I can't watch it on my lunch break. My lunch break is only 60 minutes. <laughs> I will need to continue I, I think. Things. I think uh, if you cut out the... Um, they have a, a after credit. Well, it's not really after credits. You have the, the long credit scene, and then you have the Netflix credit scene, so I don't. I think they added to that, but it's still like going to be over 60 yeah oh yeah and while we're speaking about openings and endings i my my hot take of the season is that i know a lot of people were like why did the apothecary's diary opening go so unnecessarily hard and i think it's kind of fun honestly <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like yeah it went hard but it's like eh, it's fun so that's my hot take of the season that is not even a hot take it is the coldest take ever what is this I mean, don't listen to the, the people who don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, if you really want my hot takes, you need to go over to manga in your ears because that's where I have. Um, we are developing a ranking of my spicy takes. We're trying to figure out if we should do it by temperature or by like spice levels found in food. Oh boy. Oh boy. <clears throat> all right. I'm going to try to talk about a couple of these. All these dressy titles, I am pretty sure, unless they go catastrophically wrong, like production issues. Uh, I think it's hard to remember Jujutsu Kaisen here, but yeah, the, the last episode of Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 definitely has some production issues for sure. Um, but yeah, unless something of like that level happens, I will probably not drop any of these. There is one title in here that will definitely be questionable <laughs> on whether or not I'll keep up with it, but I think I read the, I read the manga for this, so at least at this point I probably won't drop it. Um, but yes, there I even go. So, Shangri-La Frontier. Uh, this is basically the VR MMO anime where it's literally just one guy who or a kid very much into playing kusoge awful bad poor buggy whatever you want to say games he just beat one of these games 
he was just like, ah, finally done with this. No more for now. Ugh, I need another one or something like that. Gets a suggestion by one of the game. He goes to like a game store. Gets a suggestion from one of the, the cashiers. Or I guess the owner. By actually playing an actual like good known game. So when I play Shangri-La Frontier. So another one that's very simple. But what gets, what basically makes it work. It's based how it looks. The animation is definitely, you, like I said, I'm watching so much anime this season. You can definitely tell the quality of how things look and where things are and everything. And yeah, this is definitely well produced for sure. Uh, C2C, uh, they're the ones that's going to be doing this series, or is doing, obviously, animated series. You can tell they basically have everything on lockdown in terms of how these characters should look, how these battles should look. So when this guy fights a dragon and a bird, where a bird mascot hat, basically mascot head, no clothes, this is just this is shorts, nothing nothing else. Just fighting a big old dragon just out of nowhere like that. It's like, like and it's that it's one of the more rare rare dragons that you really have to point nobody's actually defeated in this VR MMO game. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm I guess I'm in. Um so yeah, that and the music I think it's been working for me. I can't say this story is really crap um that compelling. Honestly, it's just again, it's just really simple stuff. But at least so far, everything is just working to where it looks visually pleasant. And sometimes that does, especially for anime, that does go a long way. Um, Shy is another one that actually all along, all around the world, um, all around does look pretty good, uh, pretty bad. It looks pretty good. It's also another, this is one series. Oh, and I said Shy, I bring Shy, uh, all these series. Shangri La is the one series I'm not actually reading. This is the first, I have obviously heard about it, tempted to read it, but I have not gone around to doing that. So this is just going as anime only. Shy, I have read. I even reviewed this ages ago for the first volume on the site. Uh, basically, World War happened, but now we have superheroes. They they're now basically superheroes. There are superheroes all over uh, the country. Uh, I know. I know that's the plot of Shy, but it keeps feeling like the <laughs> internet meme where it's like step one, do something. Step two, do something. Step three, question mark. Step four, profit. I feel like that is the. The plot of Shy. It's like, <laughs> step one, World War Three. Yeah, it happened. Or what's going to happen. But no, no, we've got <laughs> Step two and three are question marks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have a new era. Every country sends out a superhero. Hey, something like My Hero Academia. Just uh, at this point, we're just only representatives. So it's not like there are superheroes all over the place. Uh, at Japan. least My Hero Academia had the answer that this is just like the world's most dominant genetic thing we have ever seen. So it <laughs> spreads to the entire population after a couple generations. Mm -hmm. uh, Japan's representative is, well, one seemingly normal human. Okay, but oh, she, she's not a normal human. She is a superhero, but she's basically known as Shy. Look, at very, very popular name. Definitely not a CEO killer or a Google search um destructing thing right here not not at all it, it could definitely find you just put shy in the in the google search definitely can do that um but for what i've seen so far it's been pretty good um you obviously have the case where despite the fact that she obviously has her introverted moments she still obviously rises above it to become a superhero and they would say people um they don't kind of sugarcoat oh yeah and, and they do be a little mean to shy unfortunately uh first episode where she ends up rescuing people who got stuck on like a ride she ends up uh having to save one person right she saves her but that person gets hurt and she ends up getting shy ends up getting criticized why didn't you say this person she got very depressed but i'm just like okay but she still let her live she saved everybody else come on calm down uh i get what you're saying but still cheated enough so um very 
from what I've seen so far, the show obviously has this mix of making sure it has its cooldowns, where, oh, yeah, I'm going to just have Shy actually make friends and everything. And then, obviously, she knows other superheroes. She knows Russian superheroes. She knows other superheroes. So, um, good stuff so far. I'm really enjoying this. Um, I'm going to take a little break here. But then, the last one we'll talk about for now is Freren, Beyond Journey's End. This is also a series I'm reading the manga of. I have mostly caught up. I think I just need to reevaluate of this series. I think that's all I have for now. But yeah, it's very fascinating. What happens? Obviously, you know, as sort of the heroes defeating the demon lord, demon king, etc. But what happens after that? Well, we follow that the eyes of somebody who lives a long time, Freeran, who we basically see how she, her experiences when she knows Himmel the hero, when Himmel dies, and how the time goes on and on and on. Soon after another, her, her known friends and heroes, they all pass away, or they obviously their skills are not the same, but now she meets new people. Hi, Stark. Hi, friend. Hi, Fern. Sorry, friend. Fern. Um, I really wonder what the lifespan of elves is, since I've gotten to the point where I know how old Freeran is, and I'm just wondering, do they just die of natural causes? <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting, because I think he was even mentioned there's not too many elves that are around but they do live a long time so it's definitely very interesting in that respect so it's like dang for how, what, what is happening here how, also, how, i'm how, gonna belatedly apologize if anyone can hear my dishwasher going in the background <laughs> it, well, it, it'd be like that it, i guess it'd be like that i, I hear nothing though so okay. it is what it is but um obviously this is the more prestige and i think most anticipated title of the season as um helen noted they did a power move by dropping all four episodes on one day. Um, and I think what's interesting is, like, you have to figure out, are these all connected? And I would say not really. Like, if I would say maybe episode one, maybe, then episode two, that could have been worked. But then if you even if you just watch that, just the first episodes, that wouldn't find you. You could have just jumped in to watch the rest of them. But um, my understanding is they did, like, a movie life premiere in, like, theaters or something like that in Japan. Or they did, like, some sort of special thing. I think it was, like, on... A particular time in Japan, so that's why they dropped the first four episodes. But yeah, um, this definitely looks visually appealing. Have they um, also confirmed that this is going to be one core or two core? It is going to be twenty-eight total episodes. This oh, basically so this counts the first four. They basically count out the first four episodes, and it's going to be twenty-four episodes after that too. So yes, yeah, going to be a lengthy one for sure. It's definitely going to be a long one. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of spillover shows we are having sure. a lot of spillover shows uh, i mentioned um okay so from what i understand i think the only one where i'm not sure if this is a split or not is the 100 girlfriends i feel like i saw this definitely going on for another season but what is getting i mean you need, you need more time to talk about you know 100 girlfriends who all really really love you. <laughs> i think this is i'm not sure i can't remember if this is a split or not i think this is continuing on but i can't really say i did see shy is gonna i don't think it's officially announced these are just stuff i've seen um shy is also getting another is a, it's gonna be split so it's gonna come out presumably in spring but we'll wait for official word on that obviously freedom is gonna continue um undead on luck which i will eventually talk about is gonna be another one pop theory diaries another one um yeah lots of shows that are just getting and i'm not even I don't, I don't even think i count any shows i'm not watching that are getting eaters or that are continuing on we're getting uh split season so uh or split parts so yeah lots of that this season which is probably good because who knows how winter is shaped i haven't looked at the winter chart yet we're too far into that's too far away i'm not looking into that winter yet, is but, um, coming and we are ignoring it 
but yeah um yeah definitely Freeman is definitely one of the better shows it's definitely a it's a weird series and the fact that the pace is kind of interesting it definitely has a mix of kind of a slicey life but then uh now we're getting into the demons part and that's definitely not slice of life for sure <laughs> so it's um slicing up demons life Free Render Slayer is about to slay some demons. That that is for sure. Um, also, it's always amazing just how these demons. They, they they it appears they have missed out on what's been changing in in the human world for sure. They're about to get a big big lesson of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely one of the shows of the season for sure. I think the only other shows that are on my list to try but I haven't yet are all anime original like um, Overtake which is about car racing because God so help me. It looks like this is another sport that anime is going to try to get me into. Uh, Bull Buster looks like it might fill, you know, a void in my life known as, you know, s silly B-level um, mecha shows that really aren't actually B-level. Um, and also I do want to catch out that um, Precure show, um, Tower of Hope Precure Full Bloom, which is about um, older Precure from some of the previous seasons, but I haven't seen those yet. So it's, it's not the highest priority for me. And also, I'm just still really behind on Precure on top of everything else. The, the thing with Precure is that if I watch a lot of episodes in a row, it becomes kind of repetitive. So it, it's always a balancing act for me for, you know, figuring out, you know, when to watch things. And then, oops, if we are half a year into a new season, oh no. Look, you, you gotta get back in the hero time. You gotta get back in the hero time. I haven't even started this new season yet, so I'm not even entirely sure what, what? I'm referencing. Um, sorry, Sky. Okay. <laughs> I'll like I know what it is. No, I can't believe this. You really are behind. Get mm -hmm. back, catch up the hero time. It's hero. You got a hero time, Helen. You got a hero time. Listen, I have too many goddamn hobbies, so some of them are <laughs> falling by the wayside. One of them is anime watching. <sighs> All right, I will try to get through these last couple anime that I'm still pretty much liking, and whether or not I can actually condense these into actually something that makes sense, we will find out. So I'm in love with the villainess. Which is the, you know, I keep saying all this stuff and it's not true. <laughs> I, I say, oh yeah, I probably have read the Light of Manga this, and this is, the, I have not read the Light of this. I have it like literally on my bookshelf. Just the the old copy that Seven Seas made an error with. I still have that copy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have not the touched that I whatsoever. I have not touched that whatsoever. Uh, but I have been interested in trying it out. This is another one where you can see the production stream, but there is just enough there where I'm just like, okay, raise a different type of gremlin. <laughs> Um, Claire is just, you know, the typical noble who definitely, totally hates Ray for sure. We'll definitely not come around to like her. Um, definitely in the same vein as um, Endo and Kobayashi earlier this year. <laughs> wow. You, 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 that did happen earlier this year. Earlier this year, that's what I mean. Yeah, that, that, no, I'm saying you said it. I'm like, wow, it did happen earlier this year. You're right. <laughs> this has been a long year. <laughs> um, definitely saying, yes, I am very gay. If it's not very clear, we even have an episode that talks about it. I will say it was kind of like the the tra transition of it was kind of awkward, but it still was effective anyways. So that was nice. It was like episode, yeah, it was episode three. Um, but then, like I said, the energy between Ray and then just how things are portrayed is working well enough for me. Um, how she basically acts all across the board works for me. Like it's not, I don't find it like annoying like that. So I think it's perfectly fine to me. I know it's like it's like a it can be kind of intense. But it's like, ah, it's fine enough for me. I mean, then obviously it's going to get more interesting uh, as we get more into how much Ray knows in terms of the Otome game um, and what 
and how Claire ultimately feels because at the moment she supposedly has feelings for the princess and everything. But I've seen enough of this, like the covers from Jane um, from Seven Seas. You've seen them with their adoptive children. That looks especially it, like, like so, them. So it's like, yeah, it's obviously things change. So it's not like a spoiler anything like that. I already know that, but it's just like, how does it get to that? So I'm very curious about what's going to happen there. Undead Unluck is the uh, newest Shonen Jump title that's been interesting because obviously for a couple of reasons. One, it's been that one title in Shonen Jump where it's definitely popular enough, but not popular, popular, like say Jujutsu Kaisen. It's definitely on that second tier, maybe close to third tier. I've been like that for years now. But the second thing is it start where you have Fuko. She reads her favorite shoujo manga. It's funny. The, the first episode really really sold that whole thing i think it's like a very short either warner like a couple pages in the, in the manga <laughs> that really went all out there productions for this in the in the first episode but yeah fuko she reads her favorite shonen uh shoujo manga like okay that's it and then she's about to kill herself oh great perfect fantastic she reads her first shoujo manga. like all right that's enough life is not really or dies but then and she runs into andy who cannot die <laughs> And that's despite the fact that despite all the unluck that Fuku actually has, oh yeah, this is enough for me. It, it won't kill me, so it is what it is. But I want to search my greatest death. So she teams up with him. Uh, he teams, or he basically gets her to team up with him. And at some point, I got to search for the ultimate death. Or at least Randy. But obviously, the start of it where, oh yeah, there's lots of sexual content, sexual assault, all that stuff that basically ropes, that definitely is a very much concern. Um, I've but seen then a for some people say that the series definitely starts out at its worst, so it's not going to continue at this level at least. Like, yeah, um, like even like they say, like I've seen, uh, like it just, it's like a massive like 180, 360 or whatever compared to what happens later in the Where for what I read of the chapters, I meant to read more of it, but this is long ago. I meant to read more of it, I never did get a chance to read more of it. But from what I read, the power free zone, Justin, I'm not going to be judging you right the, now. The, the power, what I saw, the power system, how it worked, it was just how because the these two different abilities is how like these rules work it did seem like a kind of an interesting power set for shonen series obviously shonen you try to do something different for shonen series you can only use so much but from what i read it definitely has some unique stuff um and yeah i'm leaving that in this anime where obviously it's gotten some good treatment just from how visual standpoint how everything is looking and flowing um so yeah from what i read it at uh, from what i'm watching it so far it's been pretty good um so yeah, this is very enjoyable. Um, we'll probably definitely continue with this one. Now, what I can do with the Kingdom of Ruin, I guess we'll find out. But we have a couple of revenge series this season because obviously we have different types of animated season. We have uh, Berserker Gluttony. You have Ryan of Crimson. But I think out of all of them, the Kingdom of Ruin is probably going to be the most entertaining, mostly because it just literally just goes whatever it does whatever the heck it wants. <laughs> um... So basically, this is a world where humans and witches used to coexist. They all got along, and then randomly, the humans just say, "No more witches! All of you die in violent ways." Um, we follow originally Chloe, one of the powerful witches, and a young boy, Adonis. Um, they seem to have escaped this powerful human kingdom. Um, they only can escape for so long. Eventually, they get caught. They end up trying to use their magic to get out of it, but the humans have developed a system to facing the gate magic chloe is killed violently adonis eventually after getting beat up is then basically locked in like this high level prison cell for ages like at least 10 years he's supposed to be there for life sentence 
But then 70 years later, supposedly, because they killed all the witches, the world should be safe. Humans should be avoiding war and everything. Nope. Obviously not. That is still going on. So what has changed? Nothing. Nothing has actually changed. Everything is still bad. We have a young girl who shows up, Doroka, um, do a series of things. She ends up letting a couple of prisoners. She was captured, by the way. She was like, all of these prison prisoners, she was captured. She ends up escaping. Along the way, she ends up also freeing, accidentally, Adonis, who has basically been in his own, like, yes, I am out. Time to kill all the humans. Let's go. I'm going to get revenge. So it's basically a typical revenge story with some interesting twists, mostly just because of how the setting is like. But that would say the two albums is, yes, it's pretty violent, especially against women. It's definitely just like, oh, yeah, it's definitely your typical splatter fest. Uh, I'm not sure if it... It's like we're back in the early 2000s once again. Um, but then the second thing is, I think the, the nature of how things are set up, where you have human things like buildings and everything like that, but mixed with fantasy and magic. As I was not a new thing with sci-fi and that mixing in, but I found it intriguing how it, visually like the background is looking at everything. The only other problem with this series, though, is that after the first episode, you could basically tell, like, things are they're basically cheapening out. Which is unfortunate, because you can see, like, yeah, they're trying their best. It's not a case where it's like, oh, yeah, it's like S-rank Wait, daughter. cheapening out, like, cowards with the story, or, like, we are losing? No, backgrounds, budget, okay. every, yeah, like, Production you can see, yeah, like, you can tell what it had to make shortcuts. Compared to, like, we, we go to our first volume, where it's definitely, like, they had a style, everything was flowing, and then... The next couple of episodes, you can definitely tell they had to slow it down, <laughs> or they had to use different face and last show that yeah, we're basically out of budget, or we have to basically conserve budget or whatever, which does affect the enjoyment. But overall, it's definitely not the series that's like a standout. But it's definitely if for for what it's worth, even if it's a mess, it is definitely entertaining. So and and then um, I've read the manga of this, and it's like there's lots of momentum here. Where I just gotta figure what's gonna happen, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> um. So whatever happens here, I, I, we'll find out. So that's why I'm watching this. And then the last one, I did get a chance to watch Pluto today. Um, I was hoping to kind of watch the... Uh, I was hoping to read the manga of this. But unfortunately, I didn't make time to look for it. It's somewhere in my room. Bookshelf. And, and I'm kind of my... curious now how you can not be able to find things immediately on your bookshelf. Like, how do you organize things? Um, unfortunately, I have no organization at the moment. God damn it! I've heard of you people. I didn't know you actually existed. And in addition, I have so much manga that I may have put it in like one of my um, like in a box or anything like that. So where I put that, I I thought I had taken it out, but yeah, I didn't put it in a convenient spot. I mean, listen, I've got like five hundred manga volumes, so I order it all alphabetically. This is what I, you I did do. have an order, but over time you just lose order, <laughs> especially when you get no. More I stuff. don't. I I. I... I personally lose order so okay listen go. i do that with a lot of things in life but manga is like like my books that's like one of the few things i will not let myself do that too because i know that slippery slope although then, it's um, also true that i got the entire set of banana fish from a friend and i've not even found place for it myself <laughs> yet. so it's it's its own box set the box is the shipping box it came in and then uh, i kind of also need the new bookshelves but i will get new bookshelves in the near future i can't which means which means never. Oh, <laughs> wait, you don't have rate. a car. God, that must make it so much more difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, uh, I also entertained the idea of just like, um, now that Viz is releasing it digitally, I could have just bought it digitally, but I'm like, mm, I know I have it somewhere, so I'm, I'm going to refrain. But anyways, I decided to just say, all right, I'm going to watch anyways. So yes, I did watch the first episode 
a Pluto, which again, this is based off at Ark in Astro Boy, the greatest robot in the world. Uh, you had seven greatest robots. They're all involved in the world in the Central Asian War. Um, obviously, that was a really vicious war and everything. Now we're in a different time. And now we have somebody that's apparently trying to kill off these robots. So not a surprise. This is very much the first part of this. Mont Black, one of the, uh, Mont Blanc, one of the more known and seemingly peaceful robots, was killed really pretty, in this case, really violently. And the only thing that's left of them was his head and a demon-shaped horn. Then later on, later on, there's a human who also got passed, who passed away. Same thing, demon horns. But the problem is, when Gessich, the, the Interpol detective, ends up showing up, he detects no humans actually killed this human. Which means robot. that... No, no, no. It, that no means, humans killed this robot. No humans killed... No, no. There was a human who died later oh, okay. on, but there was no human presence that showed that it was a human that killed the human. So that means it was potentially a robot that killed him, but robots were programmed to not kill humans. So we have something going on that's definitely disturbing in this world, and now we got everybody's got to get into the figuring out what's going on. So this is basically Uostawa who did the manga version, expounding on human and robot relationships, AI, and everything. So, um, but what I saw, this was basically is definitely slow in parts. You definitely see where they had to basically, especially in, I guess, the second half. Of the first episode, where you had to, we meet the next robot, uh, North Number Two. We have to basically take care of an old man, famous um, pianist, and everything. Uh, there's definitely a lot of talking. There's definitely you see where they definitely had to go that direction, and everything. So it comes down to how they compellingly show everything, visually and then framing wise, direction wise, everything. Everything is working so far from what I saw. So everything they're basically really cat. They're really just showing moments where it's very captivating. We want to know more and everything. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to watch the series, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because as you talked about earlier, these are long episodes. <laughs> and this is a very packed season. But um, I'm going to try to watch what I can. And also, yes, I'm going to watch the dub too. <laughs> so, um, Why? Well, dub, I, I've seen some dub clips. It's pretty good from what I saw. Then just so. watch the dub. Just um. I, I I no I no. If I want it's the pre, the thing is I do like watching both. I don't like watching one or the other. If I'm gonna but watch one version, we've been talking this whole time about how there's too much anime and we don't have time to watch it all. I I just yeah it it, it is what it is. You gotta we gotta find some way to do. It. I don't well, think I, that way yeah. exists. But yeah, for Return to Sand Out, this is definitely from what I saw. Definitely one of the better shows of the season. It's just a case of what. Do I do? Do I want to just randomly take a time to just binge? I don't actually. You know what's funny? I don't know. If this is a series you want to binge? To be honest with you, I don't know. I think it's something you you definitely don't want to. Maybe watch an episode or an episode, maybe maybe two episodes throughout a week. Maybe wait a few weeks. I don't think this is really a series you want to just binge. Just like that. But that's just my personal opinion. You might feel differently. I might feel differently depending on how an episode ends. <laughs> Uh, today's episode that I watched was definitely like, okay, he meets X that person, redacted. Um, I mean, something that definitely is important, but I can at least win on it. But will other episodes have a cliffhanger that will force me to, okay, I gotta see what's next. 
Or what I could do is I could find a manga and just read it like I was supposed to, and then I can just pass up and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, good show. So far, definitely looking forward to watching more. And I think that's it for anime. Hopefully. Yeah, so Google Chrome has been really fucking out on me like this entire time. <laughs> I can't actually see the script anymore. So. <laughs> And it I'm is. afraid that if I try to restart it, I'm going to completely bork my computer. So um, I remember a couple of the topics we were going to talk about, like um, one of the voice actresses. Yep, in... weird news. Time weird. By the way, we're moving on to weird news now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sorry. Um, I know that one of the voice actresses in Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, in the dub has been recast. Um, Justin, you'll need to supply me with the name. Yeah, Anaris. Anaris uh, Quin... yeah, Quinones. She, she had been cast as... Um, a minor character Yorish also, oh sorry sorry go ahead yeah it's both a minor character and also um Yoroshiki is that it your um, your oh is there a Yoroshiki I, I'm for uh, it might actually be a different character let me open up for you I gotcha but I yeah gotcha. um so um she had been cast in two roles in the dub and now um she is um keeping the more minor role which was previously done by Laura Bailey who doesn't do too much no, no, no. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy Lee, Wendy Lee. No, no, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Oh, she's oh. Co continuing with that role um, since Laura Bailey doesn't do too much anime VO anymore. Since, okay, you know, I got you. Pay that much, but the pre she... uh, the other role she had, um, which was previously held by Wendy Lee, she is um, stepping back from. Wendy Lee's going to do all the dubbing as well, and the way it came out was just kind of weird. Like she had posted like oh they're going in a different direction you know um also I'll be doing such and such voice and our people were saying oh yeah that's a shame and then wendy lee was just coming into all the comments being like you know you shouldn't be sad about this or something just like attacking all these people who are leaving you know like kind of inoffensive you know sympathetic comments and people were like wow that's that's not a good look you know there, there are better ways to do this and also the um optics of they cast a black voice actress to do a black character who is now being recast with um i don't know if wendy lee is white she is white okay yeah with that last name i wasn't sure and then having them be recast with that it's like that is bad optics as well and now people are saying oh yeah it's because um we didn't keep really good records so you know it was taking us some time to actually get back the old cast and it's like how the fuck did you not know who was cast as people before like ann exists like all kinds of places exist where you could look up your dub cast if you needed to just like what I mean, it's, it's only worse because wendy lee is actually voicing a character already in bleach yeah so it's like did they forget to just be like hey yeah did you do any other characters here it's just like the explanation doesn't make any sense and so it's like is that even the real explanation since that just seems weird yeah there's a lot to unpack here um i will also add for studio polis uh, there was a tweet, um, I think it's somebody who works for Discotech, who I know that this is actually not surprising for Stadiopolis. This is actually something that I, apparently, yeah, apparently it seems like they this isn't the first time they've done something, maybe not of this level, but they've shown that they're not very good at keeping track of things. So that's one thing. Now, the only literal defense, that's where I actually have one defense, for something that has aired 15, 20 years ago, with a dub, that's one thing. And then another thing is Bleach has a large cast of characters. That's the second thing. So, okay. I can totally buy having a separate list and everything and messing things up. But now we have the issues. One, you do know Wendy Lee is, like, one of the supposedly iconic, like, Yoruichi characters, like, Bleach characters. You got Johnny on Bosch back. 
couldn't get a couple other characters back for various reasons. Okay. But then, okay, you make sure you cast an heiress. You do this. I am pretty sure it's been months earlier in advance. Like, this this should have been decided way in advance if they was bringing people back or not. So the fact that you let an heiress announce the role, and you get approval and everything, like, you record it. A good number of episodes. <clears throat> since um, th- This character also isn't, like, a super minor character or anything. She, she's, okay, she's I will... Repeated. Look, wait, wait. I will just say this to, to this char- to this point. In part two, she only shows up in a couple episodes. She doesn't show up in a bunch of episodes in part two. Um, so she didn't actually have that many lines for this this past season. I could have sworn she said that she'd recorded like 15 or 20 episodes. Mm. But again, my computer is flipping out on me, so I cannot double check this. No, mine is probably something totally different. That's what I'm going to... Yeah, I don't think... Let's see. Da-da-da. I think she did have... Da-da-da. Well, okay, the, the Twitter... I'm trying to see if I can find her on the Twitter notes here that's been left here. But I don't think I'm gonna find a thread. Well, the thread open. Let's see. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not an analysis. Uh, tweets either. So, um, but okay. Yeah, my understanding is. You're from what I watched of this part two of Bleach and through Japanese. Yorichi showed up, but then she was only in like a couple episodes. Like I think either like the third and the second to last episodes of the season. So there wasn't too many uh, lines uh, for her this season. But you were presumed like for future seasons, Yorichi would show up more, so she would get more lines. So yeah, that's my understanding. But yeah, the I guess back to where we were talking about. Um, yeah, this was just missed. This was. Across the board, like for a production studio to let this happen, is very much incompetence of the highest level. Because you just let the announcer, first of all, you let her announce a role, and then after you let her announce a role, you then say, No, we're taking it back. And this is probably because of backlash to that, unnecessary backlash too. You then let her announce this herself, and that deal with that type of backlash. And then now you have Wendy Lee come out of nowhere, who is really weirdly affronted by everything that just happened for some, we're not sure why um she come in just not very hand not very handled well and then obviously the ca- the icing on the cake was a statement by studio about uh studio Apollos, who acknowledged it was a casting error but i'm like i feel like you should have had i think you've had a more enough time to figure things out it's not like it's a assembled dub in the sense that it's a summer dub next to the actual japanese subs you had enough time and for better or worse, Wendy Lee stated that she would have loved to actually do the role of Yurichi again. So, quite frankly, Studio Palace has no excuses. Either you recast the role like you wanted, or you decide to go back to keeping the original cast as you wanted. They chose neither. They chose the worst option. They announced it, brought it back, and that is a situation where I'm not sure if people would be that interested in watching the dub anymore. Because it's just like... This is just kind of incompetent. And I, I, you also do wonder if, if the voice actors who have also been seeing the situation, do they want to work with Studiopolis? Like, Wendy Lee, it sounds like this might not even be the first time people have heard her say things that are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely interesting to see, like... Uh, there was definitely voice actors who definitely was like, yeah, this, she is not a very good character or a person for sure. Um, See, so all around, just a big mess. Just very, very big. Big mess. 
um, excuse me. <clears throat> Um, now I'm moving to something different, decidedly different in the case of, oh yeah, Ronnie Kenshin's getting a dub, English dub. Let's go. I know there's definitely not people that are excited for this, but I I'm just saying that this is not me just like pointing this out there, but if you're not able to, most English dubs, they do a cast announcement and everything, but if you are not able to review the casting list for your dub, there's probably a problem. And... This is one of the few times where I know you're like, Crunchyroll, you should know better. No, this is not Crunchyroll's, believe it or not, this is probably not Crunchyroll's fault. This is definitely Aniplex, because they're the only ones that have been trying to advertise the series. So, of course, Aniplex that's doing this is all Aniplex-driven, Sony-driven, and Aniplex. If you're not able to rid a cast for this series, I think that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> uh, it has been very interesting to see on the forums. Um... Because uh, I was seeing people talk about how it was dubbed in other languages. I think it's a Latin America. I think another one. And there hasn't been any like voice actor complaints or anything like that. But I assure you it'll probably be a lot different over here for English. So obviously it is smart to not release a cast for this. So similar to Mob Psycho, you don't want to actually... Uh, season 3. Don't want to like, psych the internet mob on somebody. Yeah, you don't want to... Sick. Especially since... Now, obviously, we're getting to the, well, our voice actors getting paid that much, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like a case of, hey, these voice actors want to do what they can, et cetera, et cetera. They just did it for the money. So, um, but yes, um, I am actually, I was actually surprised they did a dub, but it's, it's very clear that Anaplex has a different type of vision or perception of the series than anyone else. I guess the thing is, I mean, we all the, know in Japan, if you smoke a weed, you're banned for life. But, you know, if you well, yeah. if you own in so, Japan, much, so much child pornography that the police think you're going to distribute it, uh, it's totally fine for you to get another anime. Nobody's going to care about that, right? I think the big issue is is the Kenshin probably just too, too popular. <laughs> I think that's the only real big issue. If it was another series, this probably would not be as... It would probably not get as much attention as it is. In Japan, especially, is just like one of Shonen Jump's big hits. So, and then as you mentioned, like they Japan trees are, they're they're still lost, which is a lot different than over here for a hundred percent. So, but still, I, I didn't think this would be strong enough to get a dub. But Aniplex feels differently. So, yeah, tough scene all around. Okay, so I'm fiercely scrolling through and trying to find some of the articles I remember we mentioned in here. <laughs> Uh, I did find the one where um, Good Smile Company, for some reason, is offering a sesame ball um, plastic model with 900 plus parts so that you can, like, individually put each seed on. Since okay. sesame balls, you know, are, they're covered in sesame seeds, which are, you know, famously, you know, very tiny. And just, I don't know, I'm wondering who would go for this. I feel like your two reactions are either why or I am getting this right now. It is definitely question marks all over my head because I'm just like... Why would Good Smile do this? Why would they do this? Who would actually do this? It's so funny looking at the product image. It's like, um, it's a couple pieces which are holding, you know, the spherical shapes. And then just a couple pieces which are just so, so many little dots for the seeds. <laughs> it's only going to be about 10 bucks though. So if people want to try it, you know. I don't mean... waste your 10 bucks. Don't do this to yourself. Just don't do it. <laughs> oh, but uh, but the adhesive and the nippers for um, cutting out the pieces are all sold separately. Just FYI. That. There you go. There goes your catch right there. Also, did you put on the script the one about um, 
the basketball player becoming a character in Shinchan? I did. Okay. You can talk about that one then, because you know that that's a sport. I'm going to talk about that later, but I guess I'll talk about it now. Um, so, yeah, we have more NBA to anime and all that good stuff. So, uh, Rui Hachimura um, got himself animated in like one of the episodes, new episodes of Crayon Shinchan. Um, maybe he's possibly saving the world. Who knows? Uh, but he ends up talking about a bit of his role in it. Um, but yeah, I got that more crossover there. But that's not the only crossover that happened. Apparently, the K-pop group Tomorrow X Together also got animated into Shin, uh, Crayon Shin-chan. Uh, they appeared in a recent episode of, of, of the series. So all these collaborations with NBA players and uh, K-pop after, uh, voice uh, voice groups. What is happening here? Crayon, well, I know Crayon Shin-chan is a big, it's a big property in Japan. So I guess it makes sense. But still, it's just wild. Um, so, so Hell's been talking about some of this weird stuff, but we gotta get back into some of the weird, but needless to say, yikes and cringy stuff. Yeah, I think I just found that one. So, with anime music composer Yuya Saito. Yeah. Um, was arrested for voyeurism. He claimed this was to relieve stress by secretly using a mobile camera in a tote bag pocket to take upskirt footage of junior high school students. Sir, the, there the, are the, so many other ways to relieve stress, like, the, go for a walk. Take a hike. The, the, the head, in every meaning of the word. The head is going to the desk. It, it is, it is mind-boggling how these people think they can really get away with this, and then give and such they come a up with the stupidest excuses. Flimsy, for it too. the flimsiest of excuses. Oh, but okay. Let's wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Let's actually take his. Let's, let's take his, his 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 excuse seriously. Relieve stress. So what you're saying is. Wherever you're working at needs a better environment to make sure you don't do this. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Or saying that the idea of secretly looking at underage children's genitalia or, you know, underwear covering their genitalia relieves his stress. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not. You're not. not. Nobody's you, goodbye, good sir. Good, goodbye, good sir. Goodbye. I, I, just bizarre for somebody like just just very bizarre. And just awful at the same time, too. Just, I, I think it's yeah. There's stressful. no healthy explanation for this. Yeah, there no. is no healthy explanation. There's none. I can't even come up with anything. I'm trying to my best to justify his his, his lousy excuse, to relieve stress. There, there is no stated thing coming out to make the defendant. It's, it's just not happening. It's too bad. So goodbye to you. Can't wait to hear your sentence. All the good stuff. I don't into the trash. Literally into the trash. Um. And then obviously the other weird news, this one's from the Taco Magazine. Um, as you might have known over the past couple of years, Pokemon cards have been getting really popular, especially money-wise. They've also been getting really violent. Um, so recently the Vince Mango Museum in Amsterdam uh, recently stopped offering special Pikachu with gray felt hat cards because of safety concerns for its museum goers. And now we have a floor story out of Florida where, according to the Associated Press via ABC News, the, uh, there was a crime where somebody... Had shot. Let me see. I think it was somebody went into a store. And yeah, he went into a store. Boxes yeah. that contained those cards, and when they were running out, the GameStop employee pulled out a gun and shot them. Yeah, allegedly. Because apparently out a hand in gun. Florida, yeah. I guess you have open carry laws and stuff like that, and the suspect later died at the hospital from gunshot wounds. Yeah. I, I would like to say I think this is more of a American slash Florida problem, less of a Pokemon card problem. Well, the problem is, as mentioned, like there was concerns about. Just how crazy these people are going for like these cards. Like I said, uh, Vince Mango 
museum had to stop offering these so it was definitely getting to dangerous territory i think now this it, is obviously it just different kind of reminds me of yeah. the whole um how people are like oh no retail theft is up and it's terrible right now and some people in the media and or you know think tanks are taking it to really strange extremes saying that like you know the, there might be organized terrorist groups running you know these retail thefts and stuff like that and it's like no and i feel like the issue here was also along the lines of the employee just shot a dude like every time i've worked retail it's always been do not escalate which creates its own problems like at the, the cvs's around here are just getting robbed blind because the the security guards there are not going to escalate unless they are like trying to like rob the registers and it'll just let people shoplift and walk out with stuff hmm. so like i feel like there are a couple of issues at play here and one of them is that it is florida fair enough fair enough and i guess in final bit of just crazy unfortunate news and later on get to like the weird weird news of things so um the Miami shishibu newspaper reported on monday that revolutionary girl lieutenant and penguin Jones director Kaneko Ikuhara faced claims on social media from an unknown woman who alleged that he had plagiarized her work. Ikuhara has denied the allegations and filed a lawsuit against the woman who, with the court scheduled to deliver a verdict on December 13th. So you got plagiarism uh, um, accusations both ways. So now it's just. Yeah, I originally yeah. saw someone posting about this in advance, and I think I think it was the manga, manga Mogura account, so take it with a grain of salt, but it sounds like after um, the Kyoto Animation arson attacks, which was, again, someone who was claiming that his work had been plagiarized. I think folks are just a little extra on edge on this now for like, this could get really bad. And that might be why they're, why um, he's escalated it to court. Hmm. You could, he could have escalated it for any other reason as well, but I, it sounds like people are extra on edge with some of these things these days. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible for ways. Let me make sure there's anything else in here da, da, da. so there's harassment yes yeah, a decent amount yeah it's, it's it's a little bit more complicated so yeah i think it's something to watch look out for it's definitely a little bit more complicated based on reading what i'm listening in an article also but, utena is like 20 years old now <laughs> like, no i think no i think it's almost 30 it's no, like no, you're I, no, 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 no no i i believe this is something totally different not for for those for those shows uh, okay let me see. Okay, this doesn't reveal the work, but um, it so it could be any. It could, a couple of years ago, it could, it could be a number. It could be any. Kuma Kuma. Nah, what was it? Not Kuma Kuma Bear. The other yeah, bear yeah. show. Um, Yuri Kuma. Yuri, Rashi. Yuri, that, Yuri that was Kumarashi. before Sarazan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So who knows what work could it be? Uh, yeah, who knows? But yeah, this. It basically got intense to the point where Ikuhara finally had to basically sue. So we'll just we obviously hear more about this. We'll definitely discuss this more uh, in the coming months for sure. Only if we find out more. There's a case we there's a chance we might not ever hear anything about. No, no, it's supposed to be a verdict on December thirteenth. So one way or another, I think. I mean, that might just not really get reported on English. Hmm. I think. Well, I guess we'll see. But I I think this. I I I suspect we'll be talking about this again. Just, just, just suspecting. <laughs> now on to, I guess, some of the actual weirder stuff. Although now I have more talking to do because Helen cannot open a script. Arr! But okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I had like one or two tabs that were going weirdly in the background, <laughs> like saying like I had no internet connection. I'm like, but my Skype is still going, so I don't want to risk anything. Skype, Skype is like lying to you. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously I'm still talking to you, so I clearly still have some sort of internet connection. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to miss it. <coughs> but I will try to talk about the rest of this stuff. So um, uh, there was a um, Kickstarter by Noir Caesar and Thomas Sinclair Productions that would do a graphic novel adaptation of what Thomas Tech is Alabaster. It only made uh, the the, the uh, campaign launched October fourth. The campaign aimed to raise U.S. thirty thousand dollars by November third. Uh, as far as I can tell from the article, they only raised U.S. one thousand three hundred seventy nine from twenty nine backers in this first week. I'm going to assume they didn't come close to their state goal. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 got canceled. <laughs> um. Let's see. Um, I think I will let you try to talk about this. If you can look up the Gundam Metaverse project, oh, yes. which uh, temporarily got halted. I feel like I saw some tweet about this. I didn't follow it that much, but... Yeah, it was some project, you know, with the Metaverse. and They were going to be selling NFTs, and people discovered that all the files in there were unsecured, so you could download all the files for things like the gunpla models and so people were downloading those and they were definitely getting shared around at some of the four discords i was in and people were posting photos of other folks allegedly just already starting to just 3d print them on mass um nobody that i knew was had gotten to the 3d printing stage yet but yeah they just had such bad security that people were able to rip off all the stuff that you know you would otherwise be buying and just you wouldn't download a gundam apparently you would so, so yeah, things are definitely going out there. Um, we warned you about those NFTs, man. We warned you about that metaverse. <laughs> um, so yeah, Helen mentioned this earlier. Is Kendro Hata joking? The world will never know. But apparently, five me to the moon went on hiatus because didn't we talk about this last time? <laughs> we did not talk about this last time. Because literally, this happened. We, we talked about it online. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. That must be it. So, um, yes, the shocking Twilight Two Thirty Six, where if you literally were just anywhere and looked at any comments, you would have seen a spoiler about Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm just like, bro, I'm literally just looking at the comments of some other show. Why are you commenting on something unrelated that's not for this work? Oh, yeah, and people being like, did Duolingo just spoil me on this chapter? Duolingo. How can you just go through... How can you follow Duolingo and all of a sudden Duolingo spoils the next chapter? (laughs) I saw the tweet in question and it's like, it could be. (laughs) Yeah, the thing is, it could be, but the problem is, it was of a chapter that's not even out officially, so that was a problem in of itself. Yeah, because um, they, they just cannot, for some reason, seem to be able to stop early leaks of Shonen Jump. Yeah, who knows what those bookstore workers are doing or something. Yeah, it's just like, what is happening here? They get these files. But then, um, obviously, this came out officially. We're talking about 236. But then, obviously, the uh, creator of uh, Fly Me to the Moon, uh, he took a hiatus. Um, it doesn't say when in this article he's coming back to start the series, but he was uh, apparently he was so distraught over it. Now, whether he was actually serious about this, I don't know. Nobody really knows except the, uh, the uh, artist. I, I do kind of wonder if there has been jokes in the series about, like, domains and everything like that, Jujutsu Kaisen jokes in the series. Um, 
but yeah, it's just a case, a rare case where uh, a creator is just like blown away. I feel like there was another tweet. I feel like another creator. What was it? Oh yeah, it was Chainsaw Man where um, uh, Mango Yokoyari, not nah, hey yes or anything, was just very like distraught or whatever over certain chapters of, G- of of Chainsaw Man. It was definitely that was kind of a big thing a couple years ago. So yeah, it, there's cases where others I was just so impressed about their fellow peers, they're just like blown away. But then this is a case where a, hi- a, a career really took a hiatus for this. Incredible. Come back. Get back to work. <laughs> I bet you Shigakuna is just like, this is really shown on Sunday. Work on Shonen Sunday stuff. I just remember I was cracking jokes when Mag- um, Magi Lumiere went on um, hiatus and they were saying like, oh, we're taking a break for research purposes. And I was like, it's a Magical Girl sh- series. What are they, can they possibly be doing research on? And now apparently the like, the answers that they were doing research on stuff like corporate takeovers and capitalism. yeah, so. yeah, current, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got to make sure they get all their P's and Q's and everything crossed and dotted because they have to make sure it's kind of accurate. <laughs> yeah, since usually when people say, "Oh, it's for research purposes," I roll my eyes. But it was like, "Oh, okay, some of these times might I actually have been for research purposes." And then we're not going to say it here because we're waiting for an official announcement. But then there was another leak about the future of the Macklemore manga that could happen to it. But wait, I'm waiting for official announcement personally. Oh, oh, okay. I th- yeah, yeah, that I think, one. That's the trouble line. I you're talking about at first. Yeah. I was like, it's not ending early, is it? But <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm waiting for the official announcement. But I, from the source, I'm pretty sure it's good. So, but yeah, that could also be why they took a hiatus. <laughs> but the, your your reason why they did it is also very valid too. Listen, this this current arc is the fight capitalism arc, apparently. <laughs> They got a lot of work to do. I just I just caught up to it today. <laughs> yes, they do have a lot of work to do. <laughs> so much capitalism to fight. Mm-hmm. And then, in final bit of weird news, Helen, it's finally gonna be over. Attack on Titan, the final chapters, part two, part three. Okay, we gotta make sure we get this absolutely correctly. I'm not Attack on Titan, the final I, season, I part three, the final chapters, part two. <laughs> we, I had to put this in here one last time. The only reason why, because it's going to end this uh, November 4th, so this week, the final part. Like, the last episode, basically? This is literally the end. The manga obviously ended years ago. The anime will finally, after all this time, end. And that's right, Helen. I, I, I should, I don't we should actually... It. You should actually praise me, Helen. They had part one come out earlier this season. I chose not to watch it. But I mean, now, you, part you two... You should praise you as if you weren't like already too busy watching other things. Part two... No, no. I was helping, or I was basically like, okay, I can't do this to myself. I cannot just watch this one part and I have to wait another couple months just to watch part two. I'm just going to wait till it all comes out and then I can finally just say I am done. Now... Excuse me. <clears throat> Saying all this, it is very possible I could just watch the first episode or the, the, the part two on Thursday and then watch the final part Friday. <laughs> it's very possible, but I might just because I heard it's going to be pretty long. <laughs> part two is going to it's going to be pretty long. So whether I want to subject myself to three hours on Attack on Titan is is definitely a question mark. Lately, but, um, all the anime are having extra long <laughs> episodes. It's in vogue. Well, in this case, or premieres. Well. This is more of a special thing, so I, this is an exception, I think. I don't want to. This is not quite the same, so I wouldn't put put it in that 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 bowl pot, whatever. I wouldn't put it in there. But I know what you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. 
but yeah, it, it, it's finally going to end. And then I guess in the next episode, I'll finally give my final thoughts on the series in general. Because <laughs> this has obviously been way... Remember, this final season started in 2020. And it's finally going to end. And the anime itself started in like... I don't even remember when now, but it's no, been a it's, while. No, it's definitely been a long time. Uh, 20... For some reason, I want to say 2013, but that might not be right. I was thinking something like that, too, because I was like, was I still an undergrad? <laughs> yeah, it was, it's definitely a long movie series, but I'm just... I don't want to just... And then remember, it took, like, a long time for it to even do a final season, because originally it was just Wit Studio doing it, but then Wit Studio obviously was like, I mean, no, the, we can't... There was that huge gap between seasons one and two, and then smaller gaps since, but yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, there was probably a gap, right? There was definitely a longer gap between this uh, last, uh, season three and then the... Um, this final season i think i could be wrong about that actually but i feel like there was i have to check again but yeah well my, well, my, my internet browser is not working so i cannot google yeah but the point is it's finally gonna end mappa could finally just be like no more titan and then randomly out of nowhere the production committee says one more OVA. <laughs> pulling you back in for one last job. You are not going to be doing um, You're on Ice ever Attack again. In 1.1, you cannot stop. You will never do You're on Ice ever again. It will not happen. You're going to be doing more campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skill. You're just going to be doing that one more time. Well, now you just made me sad. Wait. You, you you do know that this was announced today, right? No, no, no. The the no more Yuri on. Oh, Yuriana okay, ice. okay, okay. Good, okay. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm hoping they do eventually get that out. Now that this is finished, but the problem is Mappa is just gonna be Mappa. So there you go. And with that, this episode has gone too long. It is time <laughs> to go go home. Be a, be be doing something else. <laughs> yeah. Um. You can find the Yoshi Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any RSS service you have. Subscribe by email. Check out the com for reviews and features. You can also follow the Yoshi on Twitter for all the news and features and maybe some random stuff. I need to post some more random stuff that I get, but I kind of don't do that anymore. Yeah, you can still find me on the site formerly known as Twitter, at Dreamer. Exact same handle on Blue Sky. You can find me over there. Posting a lot of the same thing, same things on both, just because I'm not making my thoughts exclusive to one way or another at this point. And you can find the other podcast I co-host with the spicier takes over at Mong in Your Ears. That's at TaikuPodcast.com, and I think our handle on Blue Sky is something like Taiku Podcast or Taiku Podcast Network. Corey's managing that one, so whatever he decided to name it this time around. Until next time, then, folks. See ya. Bye.